0: And I am Dennis Avery, Pastor of Victorious Life Church in Fosters, Alabama. Amen. And I appreciate the invitation from Pastor Michael to be with you all tonight, specifically to share with you a testimony. Now, he said he heard about it somehow, somewhere, some way. So I'm going to share with you a testimony that uh, uh, began in January 1978 while I was in Bible college at Raymo Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, so uh, it's been 42 years now. But uh, I started out on that day, January 1978, uh, in a communion service with Kenneth Hagin, T.L. Osborne. They were sharing the word in that particular communion service. And while I was there, uh, I heard uh, a couple of words from the scripture that inspired me in a way I'd never been inspired before, and it was connected with the testimonies that they were sharing. But it says here in Psalm 105, verse 37 He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Now imagine that. You know what we're talking about here when God brought the Egyptians, uh, the Israelites, out of Egypt. He brought them out of Egypt, which was a type of the world. He brought them out from under Pharaoh's bondage, which was a type of the devil. And he brought them forth through the wilderness and up to the promised land, which is a type of life and life more abundantly on the earth because there's no, there's no enemies in heaven. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm talking about two or more million people. As far as we know, two or more million people, he brought them forth with silver and gold, not one. He says, not one feeble person among their tribes. And of course, not only that multitude of people, but all ages from babies up to however old they were. You know, they lived a long time back then. Anyway, uh, you know, there, there was not one feeble person among them. And that was connected with another verse of scripture over in Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 21. Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing, and their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. So it wasn't that he just brought them out uh, of Egypt with silver and gold, not a feeble person among them, and then it went downhill from there. I mean, he brought them out with silver and gold, not a feeble person person among their tribes and he sustained them in that wilderness 40 years it said 40 years and their clothes well this is really supernatural their clothes didn't wear out (laughs) their shoes didn't wear out their feet or ankles did not swell are you listening to me it says they lacked nothing they lacked nothing. And again, reminding you that he brought them forth with silver and gold, not a feeble, not a feeble. That's not just not even a sick person, but not even a weak, yeah. frail, not even, yeah. not even weak. I'm talking about what God did here under an old covenant with servants under an old covenant and we are his children under a better covenant established upon better promises so how much more can we and should we expect the same amen how much more we shouldn't expect anything less we shouldn't expect less under a better covenant amen and so I just was inspired that night to a degree I don't know uh, and, uh, that I'd ever been uh, inspired before in this particular area. And Kenneth Hagin, I had heard him, I'd probably read in his books and listened to it on cassettes and heard it in meetings, especially at that time I was uh, a Bible school student sitting under him. And I know I heard it a number of different times where he said in his testimony, well, it's been 40 years since I've had a headache. Wow. And uh, I remember sitting in class there more than once with a headache. And he would say that and I would have this thought and uh, he just knew it by the Spirit. Because I probably wasn't the only one that had the thought. I probably wasn't the only one sitting there with a headache. But uh, I would have this thought, well why is he bragging on not having a headache in 40 years? And then right after I had that thought, he'd say, well I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on Jesus. (laughs) I'm bragging on the Word of God. So that got my attention, you know. But I remember, it it irritated me. A number of different times when he shared this testimony of 40 years, you know, without a headache. No sickness, no disease, no flu, no virus, no headache. But this night, January 1978, in that communion service, it was different. It's like I had an attitude change. You know, it'll do you good and help you too to have an attitude change sometimes. So man, I changed my attitude. I changed my thinking. And just, uh, you know, it stirred me. I saw it in the word. I saw that uh, that took place under the old covenant with his servants. And then, of course, they went through the, uh, I read redemption scriptures, you know, Isaiah 53, four and five. Surely hath borne our griefs and, and sorrows, sicknesses and pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed and then took it over into the new testament Matthew 8 16 and 17 when the evening was come they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses." And then on to First Peter two twenty four, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. If you were, then you are. If you are, he always said, "I am." Glory to God. And of course, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. By the time they got through that, I was saying this. I am just as redeemed as they are. Yeah. I'm just as redeemed as Kenneth E. Hagan. I'm just as redeemed as T.L. Osborne. I'm telling you, it was, it was just uh, real and alive on the inside of me. And I declared I'm just as redeemed as they are. Then the next thing came out of my mouth. If they can have that testimony, I can have that testimony. If I can have a testimony uh, of 40 years of divine health, I can have a testimony of 40 years of divine health. And I was saying that, you know, to myself, but it was loud and clear. You know what I'm saying? And the Spirit of God spoke to me. And I heard down in here, the Spirit of God said to me, yes, you can have that same testimony. Yes, you can have that same testimony. And then he said something I wasn't expecting. He said, But people are expecting to have what they have without doing what they've done. And, they, and, and, and I listened very closely. And he said, Live by faith. Live by faith. That came up in my spirit. Live by faith. And of course, we know we're, everything we receive from God, we receive by faith. Amen. Without, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so he said, live by faith. Live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. And then he said, and walk in love. And walk in love. Because faith works by love. Faith works by love. We know that, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, and then 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 2, it says, We can have faith, all faith, so that we could move mountains and have not love. It profits us nothing. I'm telling you, I don't know what much more what they said during this time. I think it was a time of ministry and they were praying for people. But I was hearing from the Spirit of God and he was speaking to me. And then he said, and be led by the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Know and do my will. Isaiah 1 and 19, the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land or enjoy my very best. By this time, you know, I just drove my stake in the ground, so to speak. I said, from this day, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I claim a testimony like unto Kenneth Hagin and T.L. Osborne of 40 years of divine health. That That number 40 was in my spirit from that scripture and from his testimony, and so I don't know. I guess that's why I didn't say 20 or 30 or 50 or 60. I said, I claim 40 years of divine health and, uh, and I just drove my stake in the ground and settled it. Now, up, in that t- up until that time, I'd had headaches on a regular basis. You know, even in Bible college. I mean, I worked, some t- part of the time I was there, I worked all night went to school that morning to class that morning. All I did, went home, showered, changed clothes, went, went to class, sometimes without eating breakfast, sometimes being up all night, and I'm sitting there with a headache. But after that, I didn't have any headaches. But on that very night, sitting there, in that communion service, I had a sore throat, which also, at that time, I had not had my tonsils taken out. And every winter, I'd have a number of sore throats through the cold season. And that night, I had one, and I partook of that communion by faith, and that sore throat left me immediately. But the thing about that was, I drove that stake in the ground, and I claimed 40 years of divine health that night based on the scripture that brought Brother Hagen off the deathbed. Mark eleven twenty-two and 23, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he say is to come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So I said it. I fully expected it. But I was also suffering with a skin disease at that time. And a skin disease that was chronic and far as I know at that time incurable. And so I left there that night, rejoicing in this, but the skin disease in the natural persisted. Amen. It didn't get better, but rather got worse. <laughs> Have you ever took a stand of faith? Have you ever spoke to the mountain? Have you ever prayed to prayer of faith? And before things got better, they got worse. Amen. (laughs) So you don't give up when the enemy comes to steal the word or when he comes to steal your testimony. You know, there's a scripture in Hebrews. We'll look at it very quickly. I I apologize for quoting everything and not reading them because, but I've got a certain length of time I want to get through here tonight. I want to use up the seven hours on this microphone. So, anyway, in Hebrews, uh, very familiar scripture to all of us again, Uh, Hebrews the 10th chapter. In Hebrews the 10th chapter, we see uh, in verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence. I like to say it this way, your faith, your expectation, which hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And of course, down there in that famous 38th verse, the just shall live by faith. Amen? Amen. The just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, he says, uh, we're, not of them, we're not of them who draw back, but of them who believe to the saving of the soul. If any man draw back that 38th verse, he says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But anyway, uh, I had to have some... Patience mixed with my faith there and literally had to fight the good fight of faith from the day I made that claim for the next seven months is what it ended up being. July of 1978 in in, uh, Brookwood, Alabama, on hot, humid July, Alabama weather, this uh, disease would always worse in the summer. It would always itch more. I always scratched more. Sometimes I scratched till I bled. I suffered. I I I, I despised it. I hated it. I tried to hide it and cover it up and everything, and uh, and, and 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 there all this time I'm still holding fast to Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say in this mountain, "Be thou moved," be thou cast and sea shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith. Yes, yes. But shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, Brother Hagen shares his testimony and tells about this, and we think he, he, he quoted that scripture one time and got off the deathbed. But he lay there for 16 months, and for many, many, many of those months, quoted that scripture. Thousands, he said probably thousands and thousands of times he spoke it. He quoted it. He thanked and praised God for it. Are you listening to me? Now, that's where I was for seven months, meditating, healing scriptures continuously, and speaking and standing on my faith there. And in July that day, finally after the day was over and I was at home taking a shower, Uh, You know, my wife and I were serving at the boys' home up there in Brookwood, Alabama. We had 10 boys in a home, and there were 26 boys in that home there, and 10 in another one up in Double Springs where we served also before we went to Bible college. I was taking my shower, and I didn't have this squirt hand, you know, liquid soap. I had me a bar soap, and I was washing this uh, skin disease and bathing. And I tell you what, I got mad, Brother Michael. I got mad. You can call it righteous indignation or holy anger or whatever you want to, but I got mad. I got angry. And I mean to tell you, I said, you lying, cursed, skin disease, I am delivered from you and you have to leave my body in the name of Jesus Christ and never come back. And I threw that bar so boom. I mean, it ricocheted all over that shower, you know, <laughs> you know. And I finished my washing myself off and got out of there, and started drying. And as I was drying, that disease was disappearing off of my body. Glory to God! It was leaving me slowly, and in the, and it left, and it never ever came back. So, as of July 1978. You know, I began to enjoy divine health. No sickness, no disease, no virus, no flu, no headaches, not a thing. And uh, and, and that went on. And of course, the thing is, I claimed 40 years of divine health. Now, I could say, well, it's been, you know, through those 40 years, well, it's been a year, or it's been five years, or it's been ten, but I couldn't really rejoice and celebrate the victory until 40 years had come and gone. And, of course, you know, the devil will say, it'll never happen. <laughs> it'll never happen. You'll never make it to 40, you know. Uh, you know and, uh, and, and, and as he does, he, he tries to, to steal. And I will have to admit, I will have to admit uh, I did not maintain the exact testimony of Kenneth Hagin but I will say this, praise God that uh, to God be the glory, I, I only had two headaches in 40 years in those 40 years. One of them 1981, the other one's in 1987. Both times Pastor Michael, I was about the Father's business. I was right in the will of God. Building the church (laughs) <laughs> yeah. building a church building, working day and night. Of course, I, at the, in 81, I had a job, and I was working on a building at night. And it was to start Victorious Life Church in Foster's. And then uh, in 87, well, I didn't have a job. I was full-time in the ministry, but I was doing other meetings and preaching here and there and everywhere, and, and then working on the building, trying to finish this, this uh Uh, extension to our building before we had a wedding. We had a date set to have a wedding in that building. So I'm working uh, uh, my shift and the shift for two or three other people because I was the leader in it, and I had some that would show up at this time, some that show up at that time, and I did it twice. I sinned against my body. I ended up with a headache. It lasted a couple of days, and I'm saying, well, you know, uh, I did everything I knew to do, and it didn't go away until I repented. You know, the Lord let me know I sinned against my flesh. I said, Lord, forgive me. I put down my tools. I went home and uh, I ate and I quit working crazy hours and not eating right. And I got some sleep. And of course, it left me. So two, two headaches in 40 years. Yeah. But uh, so the enemy, you know, again, uh, he, wants to, he wants to steal. He wants to rob you of your testimony. Now, he even, I'm telling you, he even uh, come against me severely in my mind when the 40th year came. About you don't need to be testifying about this. You don't need to be sharing about this. You remember how you used to feel when Brother Hagin said he hadn't had a headache in forty years. You're going to make people feel bad. You're going to uh, make people uncomfortable. You're going to make people irritated. Some of them's going to leave the church. Some of them's going to do this. I mean, you need to you need to just keep this between you and the Lord. I struggled with that, and then you know finally when that when that eve of that. Uh, uh, 40th year, there in January, of that 40th year of testimony, I was struggling with this. And finally, I got the victory on it and the Spirit of God, as I was praying and seeking the Lord about it, and I was talking to my wife about it several times. And then the Spirit of God said to me, well, how did you become inspired to claim 40 years of divine health? Very well, clearly. And I said, well, it was... Brother Hagin's testimony. T.L. Osmond's testimony. It inspired me. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But you can share a testimony and and, and it inspire a person's faith. Inspire. He said, so if you'll share that testimony from now on out, as I lead you and direct you or as people invite you to, he said, it will inspire some. He said, now, uh, uh, you know, it may not be everybody that will that will choose to make a claim like you did of 40 years of divine health, but if you share that testimony, there will be more people that will be inspired to use their faith for healing and health, and not only health, but divine health, divine life, live their life free from sickness and disease and pain and infirmity and so on. So I begin to Uh, At that 40th year, I was going to, I determined I'm going to share it. I'm going to share that testimony. But Pastor Michael, uh, January of 2018, 40 years later, when I'm getting ready to start celebrating and sharing this testimony of 40 years, I woke up one night in the middle of the night, aching and hurting in my back, not my spine, but like in my kidney area. And uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't get comfortable, I kept twisting and turning, I couldn't sleep and I didn't want to disturb my wife, I got up, I went upstairs and uh, while I was there I tried to lay on the, on the sofa and I couldn't lay and, I, and get comfortable, I couldn't sit and get comfortable and it was rather getting worse. And, uh, and then I couldn't walk and get comfortable. I couldn't stand and get comfortable. I couldn't do it. I mean, the next thing you know, I'm having severe pains and, and sweat pers- busting out on my forehead. And I'm feeling all clammy. And, you know, uh, and I knew it was a kidney stone because I'd heard a lot of people talk about it and so on and so forth, passing the stone. And, of course, the enemy said, well... Uh, you're going to the hospital this morning instead of church. That's Saturday night, you know. Saturday night, got to preach Sunday morning. It's already, you know, getting on late. And about 3 o'clock in the morning or sometime, you know, I've done everything i had done. I done prayed the prayer of faith. I done, I, I, I done uh, spoke to the mountain. I done quoted all my scriptures. I done thanked, I've been thanking and praising God for a while. Finally, it was getting so bad, the only way I could even get halfway still or comfortable was just kneel by the sofa and pray in the Spirit. And while I was praying in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Amen? And He said to me, Son, I want you to get up and partake of communion. So I got up off the, my knees there at the sofa and I went into the kitchen and to look for something to use for communion elements or sacraments. And I found some saltine crackers and some tomato juice. Yeah. So I got that out and I, you know, I, uh, and, the, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, you remember you claimed this testimony of divine health in a communion service. You know the importance of it. You know the power of it. And you have not been as diligent as you should have been with communion services and sharing them with your people and partaking of it in the services. And he said, I want you to make a change and do that uh, often. And uh, so I repented. And I partook of the juice, you know, the tomato juice representing the blood and received my forgiveness and cleansing. And and then I partook of the, the, the cracker representing his body and rightly discerning his body that beaten and battered and bruised for my healing. And I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And as I partook of it and I left the kitchen, walked back into the sofa. By the time I got there, it was like healing power was flowing from my head down, the anointing. And when it got to my kidney area, all the pain, the discomfort, everything left. I don't know what happened to that stone. I don't know if it dissolved or was just removed hence to yonder place, but it left. I don't care how, (laughs) don't know how, but I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't pass it. Amen. It supernaturally disappeared from my body and I said on the very heels of that, I'm healed of a kidney stone delivered from it free and I'll never have another one in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so the enemy came right there on the eve of me sharing my first, for the first time uh, about my 40 year testimony, he tried to steal it. And that's what he was saying to me the whole time I'm suffering there. For those few hours, he was saying, yeah, you just thought you was going to have a testimony of 40 years of divine health. Yeah, you're going to go to the doctor and the hospital and you're going to have uh, have to have this taken care of medically. And you're not going to be in church today and this and that. And, and you don't have a testimony of 40 years of divine health. You're just going to have to settle for 39. Well. That wouldn't have been too bad, but the devil's a liar. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, praise God, I laid hold onto that, like you say, 40 years before then, and I had to fight a good fight of faith. Now, Brother Hagin said this. I heard him say it a number of different times. He said, when I talk about 40 years of divine health, he said, that don't mean I wasn't attacked. He said... I passed up some marvelous opportunities <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be sick or to have a headache or whatever. He said he remembered one time he went out of the, 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 you know, the college there from teaching one day or preaching one day and just a severe headache, you know, it seemed like came on him suddenly. He said, well, he just slapped his stuff in the head and said, no, you don't. <laughs> and it left and he went on about his business without a headache. He said, so I didn't have a headache. You know, I didn't receive it or accept it or, or, or have it. it. You know, it tried to come, but it had to go. And so I've, I had, you know, that kidney stone attack. I had a few, I, had a few, I told you I had two headaches, and, uh, and I had a few injuries. I injured myself a few times. One time, riding a go-kart with my little girl, and she put on the gas when I said put on the brake right before we hit a tree. I tried to put on the brake and my foot slid over in front of the go-kart between the go-kart and tree. And broke my foot. But without any medical attention, you know, I claimed my victory and about midnight that night, when I had, had got the crutches out, now somewhere, we had some from somewhere. Somebody got me some or something. I had some crutches, and I was hopping around there. I couldn't touch my foot on the floor just barely. Yeah. And I could tell it was broke. It was turning all black and blue. And uh, at that time, you know, Luke slept upstairs, and I was going to have to carry him up there. Me and him both still on the sofa, getting close to way past bedtime. <laughs> and finally, that righteous... I'm telling you something about this, that righteous indignation hit me again, that anger, you know, and I just got up, threw those crutches down and grabbed him up and stomped that foot and headed for the stairs, and when I stomped that foot thinking I might faint and fall out from the pain, it's just like it shot from my foot, went out my head and it was gone, and I went up those stairs completely well again Saturday night brother gotta preach Sunday morning why does the devil do that I'm convinced he, he does a lot of folks that way that's why they don't show up at church on Sunday morning but anyway he's telling me all that night you're not gonna be at church you're gonna be in the hospital and so on and so forth well it, and it wasn't a sickness or disease or you know or flu or virus or I injured myself but I got my miracle glory to God I got my speedy, supernatural, miraculous miracle. And and that foot was so big before bedtime, I couldn't have put it in, no way in the world I could have put it in a shoe. And, uh, you know, the devil's talking to you about all that. But I went, by the time I got up and went to church the next morning, both my feet would fit in my shoes. Now, one of them was just as black as your pants are, brother. (laughs) But the swelling was gone, the pain was gone, the injury was gone, I was healed. Glory to God! God. And another time, I fractured my ribs and pulled my shoulder out of joint. Again, I got a miracle of healing. That time, it took a couple of days. Happened in church service. And then another time, uh, uh, you know, I pulled a a hamstring, whatever. You know, when I was, you know, sixty, trying to run, fifty-five, trying to outrun ten-year-olds and fifteen-year-olds. Well, I think there's all about twelve. I outran them. But I pulled something, doing it. <laughs> but again, I got my miracle yeah. without any medical attention. I'm not against that. Uh, you know, but it's not a whole lot they can do for any of them things. Yeah. If the fact is, you know, if you wanna know the truth, except my foot, they could have done something. But thank God for the victory. Amen. 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 And thank God, now in this coming July, I'll be 42 years, Pastor Michael of divine health. 42 years with two headaches, a few injuries I got healed of, a few other attacks, you know, uh, the kidney stone and a couple of other incidents, usually with my, uh, and sometimes it wasn't even a sickness, it was from preaching and praying so hard and loud I lost my voice almost, you know, was a little hoarse for a day or two. But that's it. And I'm not talking about. And this is what the Spirit of God showed me concerning Brother Hagen, that uh, that that just stirred this in me again, and that's why I want to share it with you. I'm not talking about forty days. Sometimes people don't even go forty days without a headache or a cold or a flu or whatever. What some don't? I'm not talking about forty weeks. Again, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm bragging on the Word of God. And I'll tell you how here in just a moment. Uh, I'm not talking about 40 weeks. That's a little over three years. That'd be all right. That'd be pretty good for testimony. But I had claimed 40 years of divine health that night. 40 years. Not 40 months. 40 months. 40 months would be almost what three years years. and here 42 years now have come and gone and i want to add to this to the glory of god to the glory of god not only just everyday normal life but uh right at a hundred trips to foreign countries 20 different countries 71 of those trips to the country of russia all over that huge country. And of course, drinking their water and eating their food in all these places. I took a lot of people with me over the years, sometimes groups of people. And especially when we went to China and especially one time in Mexico, I mean the whole group of people we took with us. And, and, and one time it was not the group with us, but it was several other groups of pastors. And they all... Left Mexico with a dysentery. I mean, coming out of both ends, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they left there. Yeah, Montezuma's revenge. I mean, throwing up diarrhea and fever and other things. And I'm talking about 20, 20 countries right at 100 trips with no sickness, disease, infirmity, Montezuma's revenge, you know, any of those things. So, you know, to the glory of God. To the glory of God. To the glory of God. And of course there's one other thing Pastor Michael can appreciate this too. There was a before I say that let me let me say this. Here is one of the keys. <clears throat> not the only one. Because the Lord told me I'd have to live by faith, have to walk in love, and I'd have to be led by the spirit and do his will. Well, you might want to look at me and say, "This, brother Dennis, did you did you do all that perfectly?" Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But there, uh, but the, immediately when I saw that I missed it in any area, quickly. This is another thing I learned from brother Hagen: be always be quick to repent, quick to forgive. And quick to walk in love. And so I'd be real quick to confess it and forsake it and receive my forgiveness. And, uh, and one scripture that became very uh, special to me, Psalm 103, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And, all, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities. Who heals all my diseases. Glory to God. Who forgives all my iniquities. Who heals all my diseases that's how i that's how i maintain 40 years of divine health Uh, he forgives all my iniquities he heals all my diseases glory to god hallelujah amen when you miss it just confess it forsake it and get it right amen You 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 step out of righteousness and you you confess it and forsake it and you step right back in amen, to that To that walking in your righteousness. Now, we're always the righteousness of God in Christ, but you know what I'm talking about, living it, talking about it, uh, walking it. And so again, in closing here, another key, another key to me, for me, over these years, uh, there's, there's another thing that came up in my spirit, so let me tell you about it. I never, ever, when, when, when those attacks came, when those, as Brother Hagen called them, I don't necessarily like to call them opportunities, <laughs> you know. When those attacks came, when those, uh, you know, I, uh, if they, if any attack came or any symptom came or any pain came, I resisted it, just like it was the devil. I didn't take it and go to bed with it. Are you listening to me? Or, or, or just accept it? Or just uh, or run, get some medicine, or this, or that, or the other. I resisted it immediately as if it were a temptation to sin. Are you listening to me? The Bible says some pretty strong things about sickness and disease, anyway. I mean, if you look at it in a few different places without me preaching a whole nother message today, He called it captivity. In Job's life, he called it uh, in, he called it bondage. In that woman bowed over eighteen years, he called it bondage in her life. And when Jesus went about doing good and healing all, he was healing those that were oppressed of the devil. So it's oppression from the devil. So when you look like it, it, it's that sickness and disease is satanic, oppression, bondage, and captivity, then you don't want any part of it. And I'll tell you, you, you need to develop that, uh, that uh, uh, attitude toward it. I'm going to resist it just like I would a temptation to commit adultery or rob a bank or murder somebody. And when you get there, you'll find those things can't stay. Are you listening to me? They may come, yeah. they may uh, try, but they can't stay. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? And then there was John G. Lake. We all know about him. When that bubonic plague broke out over there, and they were all dying and he was burying them. And that uh, 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 they, the scientists came there and that bloody froth was coming out of their mouth and it would get on people and they'd be infected. And they'd say, how are you doing this? And, and it not killing you? Are you not dying? Are you not becoming infected? He said, well, let me show you. And he just took some of that old bloody froth teeming with the germs and put it under the microscope there and they watched them die. He said, the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead, quickens this mortal body and makes it alive with the life of God. Bubonic plague can't live in this body. I'm gonna make a declaration today. You might ought to get on board with me. I will never have the coronavirus. Yes, Brother Hagin said he was in California one time there and everybody had this swine flu. They were staying away from the uh, the, the services in crowds. The whole football team had it and everybody in the area had it. Uh, and he was going on with his meetings and there was another preacher come up to him and said to him, uh, uh, Brother Hagin, aren't you afraid that you might have the swine flu? And he said, uh he, he said, no, he said, I'm going to tell you today, I'm not afraid, and I'll never, he said, I don't mind telling you, I'll never have the swine flu. He said it real loud. And the preacher came to him and said, Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen, aren't you aren't you scared that the devil will hear you? <laughs> Oh Lord have mercy. Aren't you scared that the devil will hear you? He said, I don't, he said, he said, I said it for his benefit. <laughs> I said it before God, the Father, and His Word, putting Him in remembrance of His Word. I said it before the holy angels. I said it for the devil and all the hosts of hell to hear it, Amen. That I'll never have the swine flu. Are you listening to me? You need to get that way, especially in this last days we're living in, with stuff like we're hearing on the news right now. You need to rise up and you need to get Mark eleven twenty three down in your spirit and say, "I'll never have the coronavirus." Are you listening to me? It's based on faith in Jesus Christ. Not you and what you've done. Jesus and what he's done. Oh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the other thing other than just uh, declaring uh, the, 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 the spirit of God in me, but the word of God. Proverbs 4, 23, 22. One of my favorite scriptures. Proverbs 4, 23, 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. Woo! Glory to God. The word of God. Amen. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of spirit and soul and joints and marrow and is discerned of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'm talking about the living Word of the Almighty God. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. That Word was made flesh and dwelled among us. We beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. The living Word, Jesus, praise God, came and redeemed us from the curse. And praise God, uh, again, the thing that I do, and I don't wait, like I say, just the slightest I don't wait till there's even a a symptom. I don't wait till there's a pain. I don't wait till there's an attack. I don't wait for anything. Every day of my life, pretty much. Consistently, I speak the Word of God. I meditate the Word of God day and night. I meditate the Word of God. I keep it before my eyes, in my ears, in my heart, in my mouth. And I start out usually with one like Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I have sent it. Then I go to Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed them. In some translations read a little different. Healed them and delivered them from their destructions and rescued them from the grave. Glory to God. And then I go to Exodus 15, 26. It said, If thou shalt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, none of these diseases will come on thee which have come on the Egyptians or which come on the people in the world. None of these diseases will come upon thee which have come upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. He declared himself to be our healer. Amen. The great I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, now. Glory to God. Today and every day. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then I go to... From there on to 3 John 2 in the New Testament and other scriptures I've quoted you tonight. 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And there are certain things I decree and declare, you know, as as just bold confessions of faith, you know, uh, on a regular basis. And that is the one I made 42 years ago, I still make today. That I have, but now I don't say forty years of divine health, Amen. I just have to bump the, I just had to bump it on up to fifty. <laughs> Glory to God. For, I had forty-one. That's come and gone. I'm about to celebrate celebrate forty-two, but you have to hold fast to the confession of your faith, Amen. Without wavering, for God is faithful who promised, and He spoke to my spirit that day. You know and it changed my life forever. And I pray that as I've shared this testimony with whoever's listening today, that you won't have the attitude I did when I heard it a number of times from Brother Hagin, that you won't have that attitude, well, who's he think he is? Why is he bragging on 40 years of divine health or no headaches? Well, I had to. Anyway, have that attitude that I finally got hold of in January 78, when I said, I'm just as redeemed as they are. I'm just as redeemed. Jesus redeemed me as much as He redeemed them or anybody else. And with His stripes, I'm healed. Glory to God. And hold fast to His Word, to His promises. Praise God, for they are life to those that find Him, and health to all their flesh, all. The days of our life. Every day. Glory to God. All the days of our life. Like I say, people sometimes are suffering with things that doesn't matter. Start today. I was suffering with headaches, sore throats, and a skin disease. The day I laid claim to that. And praise God. If he can do that in my life, he can do it in the life of anybody else. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. I certainly will. Father, I thank you for the saints of God. I thank you for those that are here that have come to hear the word of God. I thank you, Lord, they hear and they receive, Lord, your word into the good ground of their hearts. And they're doers of that word, not hears only, and it brings forth fruit in their lives to the glory of God. Others that will hear this wherever it may go. I pray for all those there and here, Lord, for healing in their bodies now. In the mighty name of Jesus, let healing anointing and healing power flow in them now as they receive it by faith and effect a healing and a cure and make them whole. And those that lay claim to a like testimony of whatever, 40 years or of divine health from now till they go to be with the Lord or till Jesus comes, I agree in the name of Jesus from this day forth. They are not only healed, but they have divine health and divine life to the glory of God the Father in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God.